A man stands at the door of an apartment, banging on it in frustration. He has been knocking for several minutes, and his patience is wearing thin. Come on, buddy, it's our policy to respect your privacy and all, but the rules say to keep the noise down and no smells, so we gotta come by and make sure you're not letting something rot in there. His partner scowls and exhales a stream of cigarette smoke, tired of listening to the racket. He looks down the length of the apartment building. It's a gray rectangle of concrete with dingy windows called the Danchi, five stories tall. They were built in suburbs across Japan in the 50s and 60s for the booming population. Nowadays, few people wanted to live in them. The men wear scuffed dress shoes, slacks, tank tops, and open jackets. They're enforcers for the organization that bought the building once the value plummeted, and has been using it as a headquarters ever since. It's a small-time racket, and they have plenty of rooms left for rent, but few people are desperate enough to live in them now. The pair finally decided that the occupant was dead or gone and kicked the door in to see if he had anything worth taking before they called in the cleaning company to deal with what had been left behind. What they found was a bizarre scene. The man's living space was almost completely taken up by paper. Shelves and surfaces piled with books, banker boxes bulging with dusty old folders and binders, scrolls so old and curled up that they looked like they would disintegrate if you tried to unroll them. The necessities of life, cups of water and dregs of coffee, were scattered around on tops of hardback books or used as paperweights. A wastebasket was full of paper plates and utensils. In the middle of the room were the remains of the occupant, sitting on his knees, hunched over a dingy wooden box in his lap. He was desiccated like a mummy, untouched by the vermin or decay despite the surroundings. Getting closer to him, the men found that he didn't even smell. The rotting smell came from the last oddity, a room full of bird cages. The cages were hung up on every wall and from the ceiling of what should have been a bedroom, almost 20 of them, each of which had contained a crow or a pair of crows. The men, having no clue what to do and wanting to leave immediately, did so, and they called their boss to escalate the issues. The gears were turning, and soon the Shadow War would be descending on the outskirts of Iwaki. Welcome back to Big Gay Nerds Play Shinobigami. I am Ellie, and I'll be a game mastering. Joining me today, we have my spouse, Owen. Hi, I'm Owen. My pronouns are he and him. I'm the founder and editor of Big Gang Nerds, and I play, let me just pull up my character sheet, Otomo Jiro of the Hasuba Ninja Army. And we have Joe. Hello, I'm Joe, also known as Jonix. Uh, my pronouns are they, them, and I am playing Seiko Yamamoto of the Lost Ones Ninja Clan. All right, so last time we played, um, your pair of shinobi got into a scuffle over a supernatural artifact, and uh, it's going to be along the same theme this time. So, um, my first question is, what has been changing for your characters uh, since the last mission? Um, it is an indeterminate amount of time, but more in the range of uh, months than years. And I want to start with uh, Seiko Yamamoto, because you have the most changing, I think. Yeah, um, well, let's see. Since since last time, Seiko's been on the come-up. Um, mm-hmm. uh, they, they moved with their brother uh, to a new, um, ideally more secure location um, in a nicer part of, uh, of the city. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully, still close enough that uh, you know brother can take the train and, and meet up with friends and stuff, and not not have his life horribly uh, uh, disrupted by a move. Um, and Seiko's been uh, taking let's uh, less um, less like host and hostess jobs, and more like uh, like one step above that, more like. Uh, 
more like sort of party coordination type scenarios. Oh. Ah, a little more behind the scenes That's, too. Yeah, uh, so a little less, a little less out in the open. Uh, I think as uh, uh, as just the last adventure, Seiko kind of gra- gained some trust uh, amongst the the other lost ones a little bit. Um, uh, they don't have to be out on out on the street listening for their own uh, safety as much anymore. They're, they okay. they trust that maybe some someone will have some information for them if someone's coming to get them. All right. Okay, so nice new place. I like it. Uh, what about uh, Otomojiro? Is it sort of the uh, same uh, grind for him? Yeah, I see it mostly being the same. Like, he's still working as a programmer for one of the shell companies that his you know, that his masters operate. Um, I don't know if we bothered to give it a name or even like decide what they did, and I don't. <laughs> I do not especially care to. Um, yeah, he's just he's still been doing that stuff. Um, he did he did succeed in his secret goal, which was to generate goodwill with the the lost ones, which is interesting. I assume that hasn't caused a significant shift in the fact that the lost ones hate us. Yeah, probably not. But <laughs> but like the, like I'm sure it had at least some kind of temporary impact for the purposes of whatever weird schemes the higher ups had. Um, yeah, you can't you can't build but, trust with like one action. You gotta exactly yeah. Um, so so yeah, I think. I think his job has been like mostly the same and it's but like things haven't gotten any worse for him as a result of not getting the cool knife. <laughs> yeah, that's good. They were hoping uh they were hoping you'd bring back the prize, but you 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 met a bunch of your stretch goals, so it's all good. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, um now that you have some merit, uh before the before the session begins, you, if you want to go to page 125, you can look at the virtues. Ooh. And you can okay. uh, spend on these. Now these have some uh, just special support effects. Um, there's like a safe house where you can recover extra life points or recover from status ailments. You can get a discount on ninja gear. Um, you can even plant traders in other clans if you want like a Ooh. extra source of information, stuff like that. That's certainly something. Hmm. And... You can also spend virtue to like rank up, correct? Yes, you can. Uh, so once you right now you're tuning right now. So once you get to ten merit, you can rank up to the next rank, which is not certain right now. Gotcha. Okay. Tuning Gensa. Oh, yeah, right. I think it's. I think it's a. Uh, um, Shunin Gashira. Oh, yeah. I think that's the next rank. Okay. Um, but from what I understand, ranking up in this game is like kind of strange, and in, in, in the way that this game is kind of strange. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, I'm curious now. Yeah, um, hmm. Safe House definitely sounds good. We haven't really done recovery checks and stuff before, so it would involve getting into that logistics. Um, yeah, um, 
I think I'm going to hold on to my merit for now. Um, just because uh, I don't think that any of these virtues are... Uh, it, you know, it's hard to plan ahead yeah, true. with these virtues. Um, yeah. Okay. But uh, I think that maybe... Is, is this a thing that where we can't spend it while we're in a mission? Or is is this a thing where like it can be kind of any time? Hmm. It does say before the session begins, a character may spend the required amount of merit to adopt a virtue. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's before the session. Okay. Yeah. But anyways, uh, if uh, that's a, the case, I would like to hold on to my merit. And then maybe uh, if I need to, I'll be able to do it uh, next session. Gotcha. I do also notice that it's possible to retrain. It says, at the end of a session, a character may abandon a virtue. Upon doing so, the character will regain the merit that is spent on the virtue. So that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you can uh, respect kind of... before, the, before the mission starts if y'all want to change a skill or an info or anything else from what yeah. you learned last time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little tempted by Star of Fate, which is the most expensive one, which lets me... Um, uh, re-roll a single failed roll once per session if I'm acting in accordance with a chosen conviction because my conviction is unity and I think that that would open up some interesting role-playing incentives. Um, but I think I will also conserve for right now. Um, as far as respecting goes... Hmm... I... Th- I feel like uh, uh, what what I what was exposed to me last game was that uh, my my suite of Ninpo wasn't exactly uh, what I thought it was going to be. Oh yeah. Um, just because I I got pretty outclassed when it came to f- actually fighting, mm-hmm. which like I always knew that fighting was going to be my weak point, but I thought that my Ninpo would be able to kind of carry me a little bit, uh-huh. and I, I ended up having to rely on my Ogi quite a bit. Yeah. Um, to, to push myself through. So, uh, let me, let me peruse these a little bit. If you, if you have anything else to discuss, I'll, I'll get back to this in just a second. Okay. So, um, hmm. Shoot. Oh, and do you, do you remember if we named a boss character for, like, an, for the ninja side of your business? Is there something that you report to you? I don't think I don't believe so. I got my information from a robot crow. That's right. <laughs> so I think my hand my handlers so far have been shadowy. Gotcha. Okay. So sorry, I'm uh, I'm just gonna make someone up here real quick. Yeah. Thanks to the excellent uh, name table that they've got here. <laughs> Yay. Can we um can we respect everything or is this just uh, uh, is it just Ninpo or like just whatever? Uh, I know it's skills in Ninpo. Let me check. Respec. Each character completely restores their life points, resets all information, loses any prizes, remaining ninja gear. So. So between sessions, players are free to change their character's skills, Ninpo, and Ogi within the limits of their clan rank, and may gain or abandon backgrounds. The character may gain one flaw and or purchase one virtue in between each session. Wow, okay. Um, See, so yeah, I'm getting, in that case, I'm definitely getting rid of ventriloquism. Um, now I'm, ooh, 
Oh, there's some really cool Lost Ones info out there. <laughs> um, nice. I think I'm going to hold on to my stuff, at least for now. I think it served me pretty well, even if even if it means you've got a better idea of what I'm capable of. Well, what you're capable of is is very good, so I wouldn't <laughs> worry about it. Um, oh no, the non-badass. Let's see. So let's get rid of that, and then let's get rid of... Oh yeah, I got rid of Wandering. Because this is such a small game that it doesn't really make sense to have Wandering. Yeah. We gotta drag more people in. <laughs> <laughs> the Shinobi Gami Grand Campaign. Ooh. Just a city of ninjas fighting. A <laughs> <laughs> um, West Marches Shinobi Gami game. <laughs> <laughs> just, you just lay out your, your map and it's just the prefectures of Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, let's see. I, I know what I'm going to get, but I'm going to keep it a secret, but I will tell Ellie in a text. Right. Ooh. Because that's Love what this that. game is based on, right? Yeah. Surprising people. Okay, fun. All right. <laughs> so, um... I think this will cause some uh, suitable havoc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I think I think we'll start with uh, Otomo Jiro. You're you're at a normal day at work, and uh, rather than a, a robotic bird, uh, you get a call on. You just get a text on your phone. I was about to say your beeper, but I don't think <laughs> expecting the guy to still have a beeper is fair to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, you. You are being requested for a uh, meeting lunch with uh, Ms. Miyoshi, uh, one of your handlers, and uh, let's see, let me look over good introduction questions. Um, All right, so Ms. Miyoshi puts you on edge. Why is that? Okay, hmm. I think thinking about the Hasuba Ninja Army stuff, I think maybe she puts me on edge because, unlike me, she's got... Uh, uh, it's not visible because we're subtle, we're ninja, but I think maybe she's got some, like, mecha ninja stuff. Like, I know for a fact she's a little chromed up, to borrow another genre's language. Oh, so she's got, like, cyborg implants and stuff hidden. That Yeah. So that nobody, like, you can't see them, but you know they're there, and that she can it, just, like... <laughs> Okay, excellent. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, and um, your phone, since we brought that up, do you decorate it? Is it just like a plain case? Um, oh, boy. Um, do you have like a thing on the back to, to handle? <laughs> yeah, I think... Uh, also, I, what kind of phone? Is it a flip phone? Is it a oh, smartphone? Yeah. I think... Yeah, I think we're in, the, we're in the vague sort of... Yeah. Early, like, I don't know. <laughs> 90s, 2000s, I'm, 10s. Yeah, I think... I think it... May, I'm I'm really torn here. I think it may be... I think it, I think it makes sense for it to be a smartphone because this is, like, the high-tech faction, you know? Oh, yeah, he's, like, um, a programming guy, too, in his cover. Yeah. 
And I think, and I think that on like the back of it, I think it's it's pretty plain. But on the back, he does have a sticker of um, uh, Heihachi. <laughs> Heihachi from Tekken. Tight. Yeah, I'm keeping up the fact that he's a fighting game guy. Well, all right. Uh, is, he, is he like doing the doing like the stomp, or is he like tossing his son off a cliff? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I think the stomp thing makes sense. Yeah, yeah. okay, nice. Yeah, I got the down three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right, so... So following your uh, texted instructions, uh, you head to a, a cafe with private booths. You've been here before uh, for meetings. Okay. Uh, nice. and you know the uh, the person, the people behind the counter are also ninja. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. So, uh, so when uh, Ms. Miyoshi like uh, gestures you uh, to the back of the store towards the you know private booths, like nobody bats an eye at it. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I'm I'm looking as tidy as I can. I've got. I've got my clothes all very, you know, mm-hmm. all very well pressed, straightened out. He is, you know, he he's sort of he's walking an awkward line because he knows he didn't he because like I said, he failed the previous ob- main objective, but he did get the side thing, so he really has no idea which way this could go. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, um, she's smiling, but it's that you know that work smile. So yeah, that's not helping yet. Yeah, definitely not. So uh, you sit down at a table, sit across from her. So she is a uh, woman in her 30s. She has uh, long black hair. It's pulled up into a ponytail. She has horn rim glasses, uh, knee-length skirt, suit jacket. Um, just very, just sort of, you know. Right. She, she looks like she belongs in any office in Japan. Exactly, yeah. So we do match in that sense. Yes, and she's got a laptop and a manila folder at the table already waiting. Excellent. Okay. Okay, uh, Otomo. So, uh, we all wanted to congratulate you on the last mission. Obviously, you didn't retrieve the Kamakiri, but you did do a good job on several of your goals. And we were... Well, I'm not going to insult you by saying that we were surprised to hear that. We expected you to retrieve the dagger and have a hard time with other goals. However, we're all learning about each other. So, um, we have a job for you. It's, it's right up your alley. And she turns around a, the laptop to show you the screen and it shows you an online auction listing. And it's a, it's a dark web auction site and it says lot old historical documents and there's several hundred pictures each containing oh. uh you know um so there's there's documents from apparently all across time so from the description in the introduction the scrolls the banker boxes full of documents the binders every, all of that it's all up for sale or at least any of it that looks like it might be interesting to anybody which is uh so, 
Let's see. Uh, it appears to be targeted towards uh, historical collectors, uh, occult collectors, that sort of thing. Um, so old school yeah. cases, boxes, sort of same the same circle that was interested in the Kamakari last time. Yeah, like it's we're definitely it. I, I realize I'm bringing in a little bit of like player knowledge here, but like it's presented in a way like. It's not like secret ninja auction. It's like secret rich guy auction. Yeah. But, okay. But of course, you. the ninja always keep their eye on this sort of things. Like exactly. Well, yeah. yeah. So he like he raises an eyebrow, and uh, I suppose he sort of turns to her and says, "So is my job simply to?" bid or am i <laughs> bypassing that whole process oh uh, oh no these do not um so if these are what we think they are at least some of them uh this could be the collection of several ancient interesting ninpo and we want to get our hands on them um from what we can tell, this organization is small-time criminals. We don't know how they got their hands on this material, and frankly, they don't deserve it. So, mm. um, you need to get it before something bad happens to them, because um, we already have reason to believe that we are not the only people who have caught on to this. Um, so, you're familiar, of course, with the Kurama Shin clan, and you are in setting they are a ninja clan that uh, is dedicated to uh, maintaining the secrecy of the supernatural uh, they are the descendants of the founders of the like original eight japanese martial arts gotcha. and uh, they take their job uh, very seriously and um, so as soon as you hear that you know yes as soon as they catch wind of this they will be after this uh, historical ninja magic in order to destroy it. Mm-hmm. And we can't have that. Mm -mm. No, can't have that. So, uh, you are going to liberate these materials uh, from the, uh, the unfortunate mundanes that have them now. And, well, I don't think I have to go into any more detail than that. Uh, the We haven't tracked down a specific location. Um, the organization uh, works out of Fukushima Prefecture. Um, probably Iwaki, but that's the largest city in the prefecture, so that doesn't help much. Mm. We will keep well, working on it, and we have assets in the area. I expect you to make use of them. He nods and uh, says, right away. Is there anything else I should know? Oh boy, sorry. That's a <laughs> that's a good prompt. I'm gonna need a minute. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, yes, uh, Ms. Miyoshi smiles and she slides the Manila envelope over to you. Is like, uh, yes. Um, we want you to work that magic of yours, Jiro. All right, you'll figure it and, out. Okay, he yeah, he opens it up. He looks over it, and then he reads the. I assume something that is somewhat parallel to the text that you just sent me. Yeah, so. I sent you a, a paraphrase in game mechanics terms of what your secret is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the sound of this. He, he get, he, uh, but I'm not sure if he likes the sound of it necessarily. No, you like the sound of it, but he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think. Yeah, I, I think he like he doesn't 
I think he just he just nods and pockets it. Well, all right. Well, she uh, waves you off and you leave, and I assume. Yeah. So let's swap over to Seiko Yamamoto. I'm thinking... So we set up your contact last time as a sort of online, underground, uh, sort of ninja Lost Ones newsletter guy named uh, Sakura-chan, his uh, internet handle. Right. Does that sound right? Okay. I think so, yeah. Okay. So since you've already heard some of the uh, some of the briefing, I figure we start with you in like a Zoom meeting uh, with Sakura Chan, and he's got like a like he's got like a face mask on, like a with like you know like the three like a kitty smile. <laughs> All right, so Seiko, we've got it narrowed down to Iwaki and Fukushima Prefecture. So this is obviously not as flashy as your last job, but there's going to be a lot of fish biting at this one. So I'm telling you now, the price on this auction is not nearly where it's going to go as soon as people find out what's going on here. So uh, I think if you can get your hands on it, you're looking at another big payday. But I just uh, if you are going to go for it, I wanted to fill you in ahead of time. Are you interested? Uh, yeah, uh, sh- sure. Okay, so, all right. So I got a guy that was looking at these uh, scrolls and the stuff that's up for sale. We got a suspicion on who this is and what some of these materials are supposed to be. Now, uh, there's a bunch of them are appear to be Ninpo scrolls. And uh, from the handwriting and materials, we suspect this is a bloodline of Oni sorcerer. Uh, Fairly notorious among those circles, as strange as they are. Uh, name of Ishikawa Susumu. Um, necromancy, demonology, you know, uh, the sort of thing they get up to. So. Ishikawa Susumu. Yeah. Um, uh, they, they actually like write that down. Yeah. Now, They're, the reason that's useful the, information is because he had an apprentice. And, uh, oh. yeah, she is going to be looking for the materials, first and foremost. Um, so her name was Shiranui Zakuro. Um, we don't know much besides that. Uh, she's very hard to get a handle on. But I would uh, expect the same sort of uh, inclinations as her master. Understood. Alright, so if uh, I got any holy water... Seiko is, like, Seiko is like really uh, focused in on this because she's now living in a life where she can think about like, oh, I could send uh, Ryuji to, to university. Oh, yeah. I could send him overseas. This oh, could be a payday. Still after that money. Excellent. Yeah, another big payday. Just got to get past some, some more weird zombie stuff. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> It's all, that's all minor details. Okay, so... No, okay, no, I think that'll be it for the introduction scene. So, um, you all make your way over to the Fukushima Prefecture, uh, the city of Iwaki, 
in question, and you have a sort of a more open-ended mandate than last time. Uh, rather than just uh, three phases, each corresponding to one day, I'm going to um, I'm going to start with three phases and see how that feels. But uh, they're going to correspond to a sort of time lasting between like three days to a week, that sort of thing. So y'all can set things up, uh, set, you know, uh, scout things out during your information gathering phases and, and have a little more, uh, decompressed situation. Gotcha. Okay. All right. I'm going to have to remind myself of the typical, like, options. Okay. Oh my goodness, Seiko, sorry. Yes, you do in fact have a secret as well. Let me uh, copy and paste that to you. Do, do, do. All right, sorry about that. I think for various reasons, um, I think that the first thing I'm going to want to do is... Uh, I'm going to try and do an information roll to determine the location of the, uh, I'm, I'm sorry if I'll, like, of the, of the other, like, ninja whose faction's involvement I'm aware of. Okay, um, the Kuramashin clan, yes. Kuramashin clan, yes. The, they seem kind of paladin-ish. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. So, yeah. So, yeah. You know that they are at, uh, that... They're in the city, and uh, as far as ninja go, they're not especially subtle. So, okay. yeah. And so are you searching okay. personally? Are you sending people? Uh, are you... Yeah, I think... Um, let's see. I think I like the idea of making use of the like assets that they referenced. So... Um, I like the idea that maybe he was given a handful of... like phone numbers and so he starts he sends like a puts like into like the group chat you know <laughs> um like like basically gets the interns uh to like go looking for like badasses with swords basically <laughs> yes like i'm assuming that anyone who is like an underling to him in this situation is like uh kind of even more of a rookie as it were um so uh he's like going to like okay this is like remember your training these are the signs you're looking for and you know that that's the basic setup okay. and so i'm yeah and so i'll roll with um uh an mm, i'm going to roll with analysis actually yeah you know what rewording things slightly i'm actually having them cast kind of a broad net because i know that they're not necessarily gonna know what to look for but then i'm going to be pouring over what they give me back gotcha okay yeah so you've got a you've got a handful of genin uh just scouring the city keeping an eye out for uh, uh martial arts looking types exactly yeah um, martial arts, all kinds. <laughs> uh, so I forget what am I rolling here? You said a six. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, 
I believe two d six. Yeah, that target that number sounds right. of five. Since you have analysis, let me. Uh, yeah. And I got an 11. Oh, wow. Yeah, so um, definitely. All right. So uh, mechanically, you count as having the location of the uh, Kramashin clan ninja in town, and you get a name. Hold on. All right. And that is uh, Kuzu Shinbei. K-U-Z-U-S-H-I-N-B-E-I, uh, if you want for... Since All right, I guessed it correct. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, during uh, during their uh, during the hours they spend scoping out the town, they discover that uh, that a famous bodyguard is in town uh, with his motorcycle and his oh. his two swords. So, um, damn. Okay, that stands out in the reports they uh, send back. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, and he's uh, gotcha. he's staying at a at a hotel in. Uh, the center of town makes sense um it's something that i don't believe we brought up but something that does like deserve note i think is that i wanted i had a hunch but i want, want to go check this uh kurama shin clan is the listed enemy of the hasuba ninja army right yeah yeah okay so my goal is unity, but probably like hearing about them like make, makes me rankle a little bit. So I'll have to figure. I might use this location just to get a jump on him. Yeah. Okay. So we've got a, a hater daisy chain going. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is. Yeah, I think this is how. I think this is how Shinobi Gami is really meant to be played. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hater daisy chains. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Kuzu guy has his guys, um, sort of, uh, scouring the city, sort of, sort of like you're doing, but, um, probably to a, to a lesser degree of efficacy. At least they don't notice that your guys are watching their guys, you know, that sort of thing. Exactly. Okay, so, uh, big success for, uh, Udomojiro straight off with, uh, data research. Okay, so um, what is Seiko's approach uh, hmm. to uh, investigating? Yeah, um, let's see. So uh, this this is me doing an in, uh, I think an information check. I think that's what I would like to do. Um, yeah, uh, I think what. Um, like, hmm, this, it feels almost like metagaming. Like, um, do I, do I know, do I have to know who's involved in this scenario in order to do an information check on them? Um, like, no, honestly, you could, uh, you could do an information check on someone and have it, uh, cast as if your character just sort of happened to. <laughs> I don't know. Because what I was thinking about was. Um, is uh, doing a location check on Jiro. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, I was I was gonna say alongside what Ellie said, 
I think it makes perfect sense for your character to also be like, I bet that fucking guy is going to be mm-hmm. around. <laughs> if only because, like, my clan, my the, my group is also your group's enemy, so you being a little paranoid about that also tracks. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's where I was kind of going with it. Um, also, Jiro does have guys running around town, so you might just notice yeah. them, too. It's like, wait a second, those motherfuckers. Well, here's, here's my thought, is that um, I will use the disguise skill... And just be one of the guys running around the town. <laughs> oh, oh my god, that's yeah. good. Uh, I like that. I love yeah. that. So like, say, like, puts on a suit and like, you know, straightens mm-hmm. straightens their hair and you know, like, gets gets it all nice looking and stuff. Like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm definitely part of these fucking corporate shitheads. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, looks in the mirror and says, boss, one time. He goes, got it. Okay, cool. <laughs> Great. Really good. Uh, and, yeah, so I will, uh, I'll, I'll do that. Um, let's see. So, I, right, 2d6 as we've established. And it's, um, it's not plus anything in this game, right? Uh, no, it's, um, difficulty is based on, like, target number. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. That's a seven. A four and a three. All right. So you're using a skill you have, right? Yeah, I'm using a disguise. Okay, so yeah, target number is five. So yeah, seven passes, and you're able to uh, track down Jiro's location. Which is, what sort of accommodations do you think they gave you, Jiro? Or did you choose your own? Like, I figured you have like a, have like a, Budget, you got the ninja credit card, you can... Yeah, I'm just imagining him at, like, whatever, like, the Japanese equivalent of a Holiday Inn or whatever is. Excellent. He He's just in, like, a normal hotel, not making use of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, yes, you have discovered uh, that Odomojiro is in town, and he is staying at this hotel. Um, so I knew it. <laughs> So you got the drop on him. All right. So next, um, let me check for time. Excellent. So uh, for the next part of the phase, we're going to have the NPC actions. So let me take a look at them and try to imagine what they get up to. (laughs) Okay, so... Um, somewhere in the city of Iwaki, in a dark room, is Shiranui Zakuro. She is uh, sitting on the floor, cross-legged, in front of a mirror uh, laid flat on the ground. She has a small vial filled with blood, which she uncorks. She upends the vial over the mirror, and instead of landing and spreading across the surface, the blood lands and sinks into the mirror, clouding as if it were a still pool of water. She is making a clairvoyance check, and she wants to discover somebody's location. Specifically, Otomojiro, let's say. Okay, everyone's oh, yeah. <laughs> looking for my location. Yeah. That is a 10. So, um, 
Otomo, uh, one night you are uh, in the bathroom after a long day uh, washing your face and uh, you, when you straighten up and look in the mirror, there is somebody in the room behind you. Just for a second, but you can see her. She's about 5'3", she has a turtleneck sweater and ankle-length skirt, uh, sneakers and shoulder-length black hair, and she's just staring at you until she disappears. Okay, he obviously whips around to do like a do like a roundhouse kick or something behind her <laughs> <himself> <laughs> until he realizes that she's in fact was just in the mirror. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> he's probably gonna text his underlings like location may be compromised. Just keep doing what you're doing. Seiko's <laughs> like shit. <laughs> They think it's about them. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. So thinking of, where's uh, Seiko staying at? Um, let's see. Uh, hmm. Where is Seiko staying? Probably, probably a, a slightly worse hotel. Probably <laughs> smaller. Like just a one room kind of. Like, you know, you're only supposed to be here for a couple days kind of hotel. Excellent. Okay. So, let's see. Hmm. Boy, Seiko's cover is too good. I can't think of any reason to (laughs) send people after them yet. Okay. (laughs) So, um, Jiro, you get a report, um... Um, you know, uh, the day after the the mirror incident, that um, the Kramashin clan men are um, scouring town looking for somebody. They're um, mm-hmm. they're going around businesses with a picture of a short woman with a turtleneck sweater, uh, long skirt, um, short shoulder length black hair. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, if anybody sees anyone like that, they're supposed to uh, report to one of the nearby dojos. Well, okay. <laughs> what, a, what a situation that is. Hey, if you see something, say something to the dojo. <laughs> yeah, it's a real Baki arc out here. I don't know if anyone... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking of like a combination of like Baki and like the whole thing from the start of Disco Elysium where it's like, yeah, we don't call the cops because everyone just goes to the labor union with their problems. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Hold on. Um, and uh, the result of this is an eight. So um, okay. the, the Kramashin clan is able to track down Shiranui. Okay. How do you spell that name, by the way? Oh, uh, S-H-I- R A N U I. And that's one word? Yes. Cool. Alright. So I keep track of characters. Gotcha. Okay. So, so um, yeah, that will cover the first few days of uh, everyone's respective investigations in town. Um, nobody is uh, any closer to the uh, location of the prize, but that's okay, because somebody knows where it is already. So, uh, 
Let's see. Odomo, mm-hmm. um, uh, you hear, you get a uh, text from uh, Ms. Miyoshi informing you about the involvement of the bloodline of Oni. Um, they have reason to believe that um, the stash belonged to a sorcerer named Ishikawa Susumu and that uh, his apprentice is uh, likely also uh, looking for the prize. Uh, stuff that, you know, you would know as an audience member, but Jiro would not know until now. Um, and, uh, Seiko's pretty on top of things. <laughs> Alright, and so what did you all want to do next? Um, so, hmm, I, I've got a couple of options on my hand, and, but I think... What I want to do is actually try and make an emo bond with Shiranui. Ooh, okay. Um, nice. I like. I'm, let's see. I'm I'm going to sort of start at like what I want and work backwards. I guess. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of him approaching her with the thing of like. Uh, let's see. I, I don't think he's necessarily going to open up with his like weird assimilationist philosophy, <laughs> um, but I think he's going to be some. I think he's going to say something like, I, I imagine him saying something on the lines of like, "I see you've taken an interest in me, but I hope you realize that other more dangerous people have taken interest in you, uh, and I would consider those people our mutual enemy now." And I'm trying to figure out how would he would, and so yeah, that's I guess that's his pitch. I'm just trying to figure out how we would contact her if he would like literally just talk into his mirror, <laughs> or if he would like show up somewhere where she is. Yeah. Um, hmm. Because I'm trying to think of how to put it in the context of a role, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, let me look at my skills. That might help. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I think I I think I actually know precisely how I'm going to approach this, actually. Oh? Um, because I've got Hadesology, I'm going to... It is the, then makes it so directly adjacent to one of the skills I have, Pyromancy, is summoning. Oh. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to try and Bloody Mary her. Ooh. That's great. I like that. So you're going to... She has content. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to... Yeah, I don't, you know, uh, I I don't know enough about Japanese magical traditions to like say, but but the thing is, I think what he does well, is they do he tries to do Mary, the most. So you're like, you're like, that's true. Yeah, he he's, he's doing a creepy pasta instructions <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thing, um, doing the midnight game or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I think it's close to that, but he's also doing it like because of the weird way he approaches magic. He's doing this in the most like clinical way possible. He's like. He, like, maybe buys some stuff, like, from the drugstore or whatever. And he does some things that, like, don't doesn't really look mystical at all, but it's still meeting, like, the material requirements of the classic rituals or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, he, like, lights yeah, a candle to... and shuts the light off. And... Exactly, yeah. Um, he definitely has the ritual instructions printed out. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Right? Like, oh, that's pretty handy. Yeah. And, uh, actually, you know what? If, if the... If that guy's, if any, if 
people of Sabin maybe handing out pictures of her or whatever. Maybe one of his lackeys brought him back a picture that he uses as, like, a component in that. Perfect. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, he's like, both of these people are being really sloppy about this. Let me show you how it's done. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm going to roll, and uh, the target number is going to be bumped up by one because of the... Because I'm sort of jumping across. Yeah. Okay. But um, that's still a much smaller penalty than how it would have been if I didn't have Hades Algae, because these skills are literally on different sides of the skill chart. Yeah. All right. I, I love it. Okay. Let's see how it goes. Oh, oh no, that's a four. A four. Um, I'm going to. I, I'm going to just right away. Um, uh, spend a uh, soma pill when I've attempted an action resolution reroll. Okay. All right. Yeah. And so yeah, I think he's like stumbling through it, and they like just pops <laughs> pops the pill. I guess. I don't know the mechanics of how that would apply here necessarily, but seven. seven. Okay. There you go. Okay. So yeah, in the uh, in the flickering light of the bathroom, in the mirror, you uh, <laughs> you see the the vaguely the vaguely hexmaniac shape of Shiranui Kazuko. <laughs> it's like it's a uh, it's it's uh, it's a projection, so it's sort of like a pale silvery uh, light in the mirrors to make it uh, to make her visible. It's like it's like you called back. No one's ever called back before. Well, I try to be thorough with this sort of thing. And then, you know, I give her the spiel that I've already laid yeah. out about, like, hey, listen, we've got enemies of my enemies. You you probably know for a fact that these people hate your people, but also my people hate them. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, it lays out that. And so I'm just going to try and form an emo bond. And so I forget how that works precisely. I think, I think you roll, if I recall. Uh, let me see. Or wait, if no, the skill maybe. check is successful, both the scene player and the player or the GM controlling the target character roll 1d6 and consult the emotion uh-huh. chart. So we each roll 1d6 to see what uh, emotional bond we take away from this. Okay, excellent. I'm rolling. Okay, so I got a 5 and you got a 1. I forget where the emotion chart is. It's on, it's on page 137. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm actually right close to that one. Yeah, for uh, for her that is empathy or mistrust. Um, Ooh, you did succeed, and uh, your pitch makes sense to me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lead towards empathy. Um, okay. The the bloodline of Oni doesn't have any particular beef with the Hasuba Ninja Clan. They just sort of don't care what they do. <laughs> okay, I guess like that's what you want to do with mystical power. Weird. <laughs> So, and but, so uh, my options, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. My options are admiration or inferiority. And <laughs> I'm just going to double check something. Um, okay. Um, Interesting. I'm, you know what? Because I am approaching this from a thing of like unity or whatever, I'm I'm going to go admiration. Um, I think that. If, if nothing else, the fact that she tracked me down so quickly before I even knew she was in the city, that's, like, I, I do, res- even though I was just saying it was kind of sloppy, she approaches <laughs> things very differently than how I do. She's clearly pretty good at it, so. Okay. Yeah. 
So, so she, I, she does ask, it's like, what, do you know who's looking for me? Um, you know what? Yeah, I, as, as like a symbol of, maybe in the process of getting this empathy or whatever i'll I'll like give her the name i have partially because you know from a gameplay perspective if i know that we have already got all the cards we need so and that is uh kuzu shinbei yeah okay so yeah you've uh you've put shiranui onto kuzu so maybe they might uh, fight amongst each other a little bit yeah that's it for that that also helps jiro's turn uh, Ebony, what are you going to do next, Seiko? Um, I am thinking about trying to get someone's secret, but I totally forgot how that works. Um, it's is, a drama check. It's a, it's, it's an, just another drama scene check. Yeah, it's an information check. The same. Um, you can get, choose to get someone's secret or location. Okay. Um. I think I'm going to try to get, hmm, I think I want to get, uh, in, in other characters, like, NPCs have secrets as well, it's not just players, right? Yes, both of the NPCs have their own secrets. Okay, because I would hate to just focus in on, yeah. <laughs> on just Owens. Um, let's see, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's uh, some, yeah, never mind. Cause, uh, cause I've got an idea as well for for how to get uh, Jiro's secret later. Oh yeah. But uh, but uh, I, I want to. I don't want to play all my all my cards just now. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm, I think. Um, hmm. I think it's probably best to try to figure out what Shiranui is up to. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, especially if if I know that. You know that they've been, they've been. You know, people are looking for her, and I and I know. You know, I, I've got my information about her. Like, I want to. I want to know what her angle is on all this. Um, okay. Trying to figure out how to do that though. Let's see. Yeah. My skills. I've got some skills that could work here. Ooh, um, I have, I have an infiltration skill, mm-hmm. which, which might, uh, might help me out here. Perhaps, uh, perhaps I, I'm, I'm like, uh, sneaking on, on the, uh, the, the late night mirror call. Oh. And like, uh, and like and use that to then tr- like either track her down or uh, otherwise like draw some sort of arcane like like knowledge from from that interaction so when you say you are you are sneaking on the mirror calls i mean you are in jiro's apartment watching him do the ritual <laughs> stuff <laughs> or like through the window <laughs> in uh, the vents you know oh it's my just God. somewhere right. creep show mm-hmm. <laughs> See, this the expanded time frame is working out so great already. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so how, I was how there the of, whole time. <laughs> Flashback. Well, how big of a place is it, do you think, that Jiro has? Um, is this a situation where like a maybe a contortionist could oh hide in a, in, a, in a cupboard, <laughs> oh my God, let's no, say? 
probably. Stowed away in the in the in the fucking the little mini fridge. <laughs> yeah, it says a Holiday Inn, so I figure there's like a one, there's like a room, a closet, a bathroom. It's like so you say it goes like you're like in, the, has, in the towel cabinet or something. There, you, you know, you know where like there's the um like the 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 ironing board. Yeah, and, like all the all the stuff that you're never gonna use. It's in that closet. Every. So, we're, <laughs> I'm amazed that like our moves have suddenly gotten a lot wilder from last time. <laughs> Just the way we're approaching shit. <laughs> Something has shifted. Okay. So yeah, um, I th- I think that that's how that's gonna work. Um, and maybe it's a thing where, uh, like after Jiro is done with the mirror call, like Seiko kind of like turns it back on. <laughs> Or whatever, oh, you know, like stir, stirs the blood that that oh my God. Jiro had to spill to use to make the mirror work. Yeah, I figured like, since you saw her in the mirror, like what she looks like, I figured you can like track her back through some weird magic stuff. Yeah, so I think that's what that's what, how it'll work. So, uh, anyways, let me roll this uh, before I keep noodling here. Uh, two, that's three, five. six. That's, That's a, a ten. 10. And you said nice. you wanted her secret, yes? Yes. Okay. All right. Oh, right. I, I shouldn't say it out loud because... Uh... <laughs> Sorry. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. uh, I, so I had a great idea for if this failed, by the way, but that, <laughs> that no longer needs to happen. Which is just, uh, Seiko just is taking a picture with their phone of the, <laughs> the conversation and then it makes the click noise. Oh my god. And they're found out, like, and they, <laughs> they have to, like, run away. Okay. So you can tag that. You already did. Excellent. Okay. Oh, I've not, all right. Yeah, I've not looked at <laughs> in a minute. Sorry, hold on. So y'all did. Okay, cool. At her, um, at her secret lair somewhere in the city, uh, Shiranui Zaruko is uh, doing another round of clairvoyance. This time to find out, to, you know, take a peek at this uh, Kuzu Shinbei character. <laughs> so, let's see. I will go ahead and roll that straight up. And that is an 8, so that's a success. So, um, okay, so in his penthouse, uh, Kuzu Shinbei is uh, shaving, let's say. Uh, in his mundane life. He is a uh, bodyguard for the rich and famous. Um, but his true passion is killing monsters. <laughs> so, um, he is about 6'2", uh, short hair, short beard. Um, doo, doo, doo. See, at the moment, uh, wearing a towel. 
<laughs> his his swords are still in the bathroom with him. Uh, he does not go anywhere without them, unfortunately. Uh-huh. So um, he gets basically the same uh, creeping behind you uh, treatment that uh, Otomojiro got. So All right. he straightens up, like narrows his eyes at the ghost in the mirror, and then like does a 180, draws both swords, and completely bisects <laughs> the ghost pointlessly because the ghost is already gone. <laughs> and like Kuzu's, Great. Kuzu walks outside and he stares out the window and the city is like somewhere out there. Which is going to lead into his uh, action is he's going to make an analysis roll and try Ooh. and... Uh, So, um, so his, his underlings haven't noticed it yet because they're not, uh, they're not quite on his level as he would put it, but, uh, there's a lot of weird stuff going on in this town and there's probably more than one weirdo ninja going around. In fact, there's probably a Hasaba ninja army asshole around here somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) He has in fact received orders to that effect. Uh, he didn't. He didn't come up with that on his own. Not, I see. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, um, do, do, do. I rolled an eight for hers, right? Sorry. Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, he also rolls an eight, though. Weird. Damn. <laughs> Dice Maiden is uh, very generous today. Well, mm-hmm. I say until it's not. Um, yeah. Let's see. So. Yeah, so he's going to uh, find out Otomojiro's location. Uh, his Great. Some of his underlings who have been like, oh yeah, these guys are suckers. They don't realize that we're onto them and following them around. Have in fact been followed <laughs> back to your hotel. I see. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. So it's a, it's a real game with these guys, whether they're uh, lucky or as bright as they seem. <laughs> oh god. I feel like everything's about to come crashing down on Jiro in a big way. Yeah, yeah this, I didn't uh, <laughs> think things are. Sorry, <laughs> that's I didn't, okay. Uh, I didn't mean for it to turn out like that, but he's just—it's uh, just a magnetic personality, I guess. I so, guess, yeah. Very <laughs> interested in how this is going to unfold. Yeah. Um, um, so we're at an hour and eleven minutes. Do you all want to? I think that seems like a perfect place to break. Yeah, sir. I think so too. Okay. So it's a good setup. Mm-hmm. The game is afoot. We've got we've got witchery. We've got uh, lots of people tracking each other down. Um, so next time they might even like start fighting or something. Uh, <laughs> see us on uh, Big Gay Nerds Play Shinobi Gami. Big Gay Nerds is made possible by our Patreon supporters. We would like to give special thanks to Calvin Cox, Connor, Evelyn Nadia DuPont, Frank L., Giraffe Scarves, Hell Bloodhands, Jack Toops, Jarnope, Joelle, John the Book Hoarder, Lori Dean, Lucas Bell, MC Verdandi, Nyan Hellcat, Ollie, Patrick Moore, Ryan Asopa, Udon Bullets, Thor Holmquist, and Trash Hime.
If you would like to join their ranks and access exclusive content, simply visit us at patreon.com slash biggaynerds and donate at the Lauded Gay Nerds tier. If you'd like to support us for free, spread the word about us on social media. We are at biggaynerds cast on Twitter and just biggaynerds on Tumblr and co-host. And if you'd like to hang out with us and other BGN listeners, join the BGN fan discord server linked in all the aforementioned pages.